Rebel Nation, it's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with your host, Gary Darby. Brown fakes left, goes right himself, he's in the end zone, touchdown, Ole Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby. Hello, gang, and welcome to another program. We're ready to talk Ole Miss athletics for the next hour, and we will do so with Ole Miss assistant baseball coach Mike Clement back on the program. We'll get him in the next segment, and we've got the head basketball coach, Kermit Davis, that will join us as well. Gary here. Chuck is there. Hello. You doing good? Yes, sir. And the trifecta. Gordon's back with us, too. I've been back, man. I'm ready. I know, I know, but uh, two big weeks, win for the Rebels. Two basketball. weeks in a row. Well, we had a little bit of a, a, a lot of sports with some big wins over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, that we'll get into and go. And you can text message the program at six six two four two six one zero nine three. That's six six two four two six one zero nine three. So we'll get into the questions with those coaches, and we'll do those kinds of things coming up. But. Uh, it was opening weekend for Rebel Baseball. They didn't disappoint. They sweep Charleston Southern 9-3, 11-2, and 12-3. The announced crowd paid attendance for the three games. You combine it, 32,888. That's incredible. Yes, big time. And the Sunday look had an SEC weekend feel to it. And it was cold. You <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, that's amazing to me. You know, I, I was inside. And and was cold. <laughs> Had a coat on inside. So they announced over eleven thousand the first two days, and over ten thousand for Sunday for thirty two thousand eight eighty eight. Man, this is that's that's what one of the special programs at Ole Miss. There's no doubt about it. And as we said last week, another season ticket record this year. Sure, uh, over eight thousand. People just don't understand. If I've got I've got friends in other places, I know you do too. It's like when they see the baseball Swayze Field for the first time, or Duty Noble, or wherever it is in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're just amazed that there's a park on a college campus that's as good as most Double A or some Triple mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. places that mm-hmm. you go and find. Well, you take Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I mean, those are incredible parks. Yeah. All four of them. And, and, you know, somebody says, well, who's the best? What difference does it make? They're all incredible. <laughs> they are tremendous. All of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and go look at the national rankings and you'll find out why those teams have those, yeah. those parks. Exactly. Scheduled to play Arkansas State tomorrow at four. Mama Nature doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah. But we'll, we'll wait and announce that tomorrow. Yeah. They said it's going to be a, probably an 8 a.m. decision on that, is what I saw. So as Gordon said, uh, Ole Miss basketball beat Georgia on Saturday, 85-69. Jarkel Joyner and Matthew Morrell were not there because they were sick. Uh, Mr. Brooks and Mr. Rodriguez were playing with flu-like symptoms, and yet they shot about 56% for the game and beat uh, Georgia in Athens. Ty Fagan goes back to Athens, scores 20 points, 5 assists, 4 steals, 2 rebounds. What a silly sport. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> that, I mean, I wouldn't have. I, I know Georgia's not any good. They're one in thirteen or whatever in, in the SEC. But 
I mean, to have that many players out coming off of a devastating loss that they lost with a, what, a 50-footer? That's right. Yeah. I mean, those kids just keep playing hard, and all of a sudden Ty Fagan comes out of nowhere and, and scores 20 not points. Not supposed to be playing. Uh, rumor was, I think, after the pregame or something, a postgame, that they may shut him down and he goes out there and yeah, gets 20 yeah, points. Yeah, he's injured too. And Brakefield, I mean, he looked like Julius Irvin or yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I'm going to ask Kermit this at the bottom of the hour. you you, you got to wonder if these kids hadn't been kind of, not holding back, but with Ruffin and Joyner and Murrell out there, if, if they just didn't feel like they could get in the flow. Because, I mean, those are your three top but offensive guys. To. They now have, they have to, to. So, I mean, you got to wonder if that's part of the equation. So that would be a good question. Behind the 22 points, 15 rebounds of Shakira Austin, the almost women's team, one in Nashville at Vanderbilt for the first time since 1987. Amazing. That, to me, you know, I've went a lot of times with mm-hmm. women's basketball doing their radio. That's 35 years. At, right. <laughs> and I started after 1987. And I, I thought, certainly, I did a game that almost women's basketball won. In Nashville. I'm surprised that uh, but, Carol Ross didn't win there. No, or uh, At the time that Ole Miss has been really, really good, Vanderbilt was a lead eight, sweet 16-ish, too, during those times. I got you. Oh, yeah, they were good teams. You know, they had really good teams up there. Uh, and, and then, because I know I've called a win in Knoxville. That's the amazing thing. Yeah. Called a win in Knoxville, but hadn't done one at Vanderbilt. Just yeah. kind of surprised me yeah. a little bit. They're next up against Arkansas. Who won Arkansas. the Tennessee and South Carolina game? That's a really good question. I know yeah. they had a, a college game day situation for it. South Carolina won. I mean, they, number they, one against number 11, maybe? Right. Something like that. Talented. Talented. 20 wins and 8-5 and five in the SEC uh, for the Ole Miss women's program. I, I, you know, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, we're not elite yet in women's basketball, but Coach Yo has recruited some good players, mm-hmm. and she's going to continue to recruit good players. And I think we're climbing the ladder gradually. So just be patient. You can tell there's a big difference from now from when she took over. No doubt. Eight and five in the SEC. Next, we're going to talk baseball. I know some of your text messages have been about that, but we're going to get with Coach Clem, and we'll talk with him right after this. Ole Miss baseball discussion coming up on tonight's Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. think car we want you to think canon whether you're in the market for gas hybrid or electric vehicles our team has got you covered we're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve even after you get your car pre-order or bring home a new chevrolet silverado or a chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from canon chevrolet of oxford today and remember when the smoke clears nobody beats a canon deal nobody chevrolet find your road What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. 
Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw Real Estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Time for a game day outlook brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars. They're your contact for serious injuries for over 30 years in the state of Mississippi. And with that, we're going we're gonna to talk about, well, there's a game scheduled tomorrow. There's other games to be played in, in baseball for this Ole Miss group that started out 3-0 as they uh, get the sweep, get the brooms out over Charleston Southern. Coach Mike Clements back on with us. Coach Clem, how are you today? Doing good, doing good. I appreciate you guys having me back on. Absolutely. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon here with you, and I'll let Mr. Chuck, he looks like he's got a whole host of questions for you. I'm going to let him go first. Well, Coach, you said last week that uh, you know you felt like we were going to be pretty good offensively, and I don't know what level Charleston Southern's pitching is, but uh, you lived up to your billing so far as being a pretty explosive offensive team. Yeah, Chuck, I, 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 I'm actually right there with you. I'm not. It's hard for me to gauge exactly – uh, how, how good Charleston Southern's arms were, um, and I and I think you're right on. But the bottom line is we're gonna we're gonna see plenty of arms like theirs and and others, and and you you got to score, <laughs> you got to score no matter who you're facing. And so um, from that standpoint, pleased pleased with the wins, and um, you know got got some different looks from different guys, and uh, and swung the bats pretty good. You're you're exactly right. So who who were you? pleasantly surprised with or most of the guys did what you expected or and then who kind of needs to pick it up a little bit yeah uh the surprise i think you know at least from our from our fan standpoint and i think the guy who's who's made the biggest leap and we talked a little bit about it a couple weeks over last week is kemp alderman um you know kemp and, and i and i think even before you know him hitting the double in the home run yesterday um, just had really, really good at bats on Friday night. He there, he saw a few pitches that 100% he would have swung through a year ago. Was able to spit on those and gave us some quality at bats on Friday. Walked and got hit by a pitch, and then, and then everybody got to see what what Kemp is really good at. Yesterday, you know, he hits the ball 114 miles an hour at the second baseman. It, I mean, you guys have been around baseball for a long time. It tipped off the second baseman's glove. He was really just trying to get out of the way of it, or else he's going to get killed. And then. If you blinked, it was up against the wall. Wow. One of the more impressive things I've seen, and then obviously it's the home run to center field. But um, he's just he's just a different a different cat that way. You know, when you when you look at him, he looks like he should be playing over at the Vought and not not at Swayze. And um, man, when he puts a bat on the ball, he's worked so hard. 
Um, just really proud of his of, of his progression, really more than anything. And you know, Chuck, to, to answer the second part, you know, Kevin Graham until yesterday hadn't had a great weekend, but it's hard for me to be too critical, um, you know, of, of of anyone in particular that, that you know quote needs to pick it up or whatever. Different guys had different bright spots throughout the weekend, and I think collectively we swung pretty well. Is uh, Hayden okay? Don't I think hurt. so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just perca- precautionary. We kept him out. It was nothing like what Chatnier, um had had last year. It didn't it's a, it's a hamstring and it didn't fall up on him. And um, you know, we just we have to be real careful with that and, and don't want something like that to linger all year long. And so, um, you know, we're in a position where uh, we can we can. I think I think if we were playing an SEC team tomorrow, he could catch. I really do, um, but my guess is, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about it in the morning. My guess is you won't see him tomorrow, and we'll just see how he progresses throughout the week. And I guess you would call him day to day, but uh, he's going to be fine. I'm going to sneak in here. Winter team's going to quit running on him. I know he's not going to throw out everybody, right? <laughs> but uh, they keep testing that arm, and it's not a successful thing. The weird deal. Um, he's in year three. I understood it a little bit in year one, um, but the guys in year three and. Yeah, it's special. It's special. You're exactly right. And they run, and um, you know there there aren't very many catchers that I've coached where you're shocked when they actually steal a base, and he's one of those guys. And um, sometimes it doesn't matter what kind of jump they get. It seems like he's just going to come up and throw them out. And man, what a weapon back there! It's incredible. Coach Gordon Ford seemed like the bullpen showed up this week. Uh, use eleven different arms, really. Riley Maddox, Jack Washburn, Hunter Elliott getting most of the time. And a second part to that question: it was a tremendous crowd, you know, like SEC type deal. You know, comment on both. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, the the first name that you said, I think, was the most impressive from sheer stuff standpoint. Riley Maddox. Um, you know, he's. Uh, Freshman out of, out of Jackson Prep and helped them to a state title last year, and uh, he came out. and it's, it's funny when you get in front of crowds that big, both offensively and on the mound. Uh, it seems like you go one of two ways: either you really love that arena, uh, guys like Errol Robinson and, uh, and and others, Doug McKaysey, that kind of you don't know what they are, and then all of a sudden you play in front of a huge crowd, and and they and they kind of rise to the occasion. And I think Maddox is a little bit like that. He's not as emotional as those other two guys, but. Uh, he likes to compete. He likes the stage. And, uh, man, he came in there firing bullets, man. It was 95 miles an hour and coming right at you. So that that was impressive. Really happy with the bullpen. We got some really good pieces down there. And, um, as long as, you know, when we get those roles all solidified, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. And I think, I think the bullpen is the strength of the pitching staff, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then as far as the crowds go, um, man, this is my eighth year. And it just never ceases to amaze me. Um, you'd think you'd get used to it, um, coaching in front of that, but we were lucky to get really good weather. And uh, man, the people just love college baseball in this state, and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It makes really makes it really fun to come to come to work every day if you if you call it work. Mike, uh, what's the what's the scoop on uh, Brandon Johnson? I noticed he's not hurt, is he? I noticed he didn't pitch any. He's not, he's not hurt, Chuck. That's a, that's a really good question. He, uh, in fact, maybe our best pitcher, you know, like if you, if you add up fall ball and, and the preseason and really kind of what, what Mike and Carl's 
goal is is to to have him be able. Well, the reason he's on the back end is to have him affect multiple games in a weekend. And I think Mike's thought process in that whole thing was, you know, there are a bunch of guys like like the guys we mentioned, you know, with Maddox and Nichols and Washburn and Gaddis and and others, who it was really important that they touch the mound. And so you got to get some length out of the starters. And the games got spread out to where. Um, they were they weren't really in doubt, and so I think Mike Mike's thought was, you know what, Johnson is the guy who has some experience, and we got to get these other guys some innings, and so we were able to to hold him out. I don't, it wasn't really by design. He warmed up, um, but he was just kind of the odd man out. Um, he is, uh, I would say, our best bullpen arm and potentially our best arm. He's going to affect a ton of games this year. Um, so yeah, no, he's healthy. Um, it was just one of those situations where we where we wanted to try to get other guys innings just so they could touch the mountain for the first time. I noticed that uh, who was it? I got my notes here. Hang on, this Doherty kid pitched two innings and struck out five. Um, is that as impressive as it looks? Yeah, he's really good. Um, you know, like he he is a guy that Chuck we were we were redshirting last year. And, you know, we scuffled in our bullpen. We had three elite arms, and we struggled to get Broadway the ball a year ago. You know, obviously Nikhazy and, and Hoagland got us off to great starts, but kind of in that middle inning time, we struggled to get the ball to Broadway. And so we pulled the red shirt off Doherty partway through the year last year, and uh, he, 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 he and Brandon Johnson came on and, and, and seemed to be key pieces, kind of fill that, fill that void. And, and Jack actually started the regional final for us against Southern Miss after they beat us on that Sunday night. He started that Monday, gave us, I think, four solid innings, gave us a chance to get out and get a lead, uh, you know, against them and, and win a regional. And, you know, he's going to be the guy that kind of gets the ball to Brandon Johnson. At least that's the way it, it's, it's set up right now. And uh, it's really good. It's a really, really good fastball. It's going to say 92 to 94, but it really plays up. The vertical ride on his fastball um, it's tremendous, and it's a really, really hard pitch to hit for, for the opponent. Obviously, T.J. McCants is off to a hot start, but that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah, he's uh, he's special. I think he's going to have a really big year. Uh, I'm so proud of him. You know, Here's a guy who's came in as a shortstop, and obviously he's in the same class as Jacob Gonzalez, and he has been about as selfless as, as you could be. He doesn't care where he plays, center field, right field. He'd come in and play in the infield, but – um, he's done nothing but get better every single day he's been here from, from last year to now. Funny, think about it a year ago as a freshman. He was the only position player that did not get in a bat opening weekend last year when we were in Texas playing at that Globe Life tournament. And Chadnier hurts his hamstring, and so we we put him in there, and he wouldn't let us ever take him out. So um, he can hold that against us opening weekend. But uh, as fate would have it, Chadnier goes down, he gets in the lineup, and credit to him, he's never going to come out until – until Major League Baseball tells him to come out. So, Mike, is, uh, is his, has he become more natural in the outfield? I think so, yeah, Chuck. I, I, I think uh, he has grown by leaps and bounds as far as his – he just kind of did it with, off of sheer athleticism last year um, because we needed – once Elko got hurt, we needed Bench to play third base full time. And, uh, you know, he was, he was just the most athletic guy to stick out there and he – kind of over, overcome some bad routes or whatever it is um, by his athleticism. But he's become a much better outfielder now. And, I, you know, I, th- I think he's got a chance to be a plus-plus defender out there. Mike, always a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Appreciate you all. Thank you. 
Arkansas State on the schedule tomorrow with VCU coming in this weekend. Text messages are up next. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, D'Aberville, and Flowood, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. You get the text messages and other things going on here in this portion of the show. We thank Coach Mike Clement for being back on with us again. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with your text messages, presented by Cannon Cleary McGraw. You can check out their website, ccmoxford.com, for homes as well as lots, lands, and condos for sale. The first one that comes in off the text message line at 662-426-1093 was when was the last time we had a really good softball team and baseball team as good as they are now at the same time. And so obviously softball struggled for a long time and up until recently, last, what, five to plus years or so, yeah. softball got into the mix and it became really, really good. And so that's the reason why we haven't had both programs going on like this at the same time softball did go four and one over the weekend and and now eight and three overall with some games scheduled as well despite having some turmoil last year that exactly uh, some right. internal issues so hopefully those have all been ironed out and, and they can get back to their winning ways but uh it was a mess there for a while no doubt so that and then this is uh from uh, shane and yazoo city uh, wanted to uh, say how good it is to see Alderman and Van Cleve swing the bat better. Well, Alderman really didn't get much of a chance at all last year, and obviously we just heard what Mike said about him. And then Van Cleve was used a lot as as a as a DH and a position fill in occasionally. 
you're going to have to have those big dudes, multiple guys to call on to pinch hit, DH, whatever it may be. Well, it's for both of them, I think it's a matter of patience and and staying in the strike zone. You know, they they swung at so many pitches last year out of the strike zone, and that's a formula for failure. Yeah. I mean, you just can't swing at pitches in the dirt, over your head, outside by a foot and a half. And that's what that's what both of them were doing when they had their opportunity. So, if they've learned some discipline and and staying in that strike zone, they're both going to hit the ball a long way. And those are from the right-handed side. Then you got you know Hayden Leatherwood who got a home run and is only at bat. You got him is going to be in that mix. You know we went through that whole thing with Mike and never mentioned Tim Elko. Well, I take him for granted. Don't you? I exactly mean, right. You know, he had two home runs over the weekend. <laughs> That's what he's supposed to do, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His slugging percentage is 1,000. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> two home runs, four batted in, three for nine, scored five runs, played first base well with the glove, too. Yeah. Yeah. Made some plays over there. The captain doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Third year captain, isn't he? Yes. That tells you a lot. That tells you a lot. But, but uh, you know what? I- I'll tell you. It's it's a lot like the Sugar Bowl with with Elko. He's a man now. Yes, he, he's not a true. boy, and and they he's playing against some boys. Baylor's defensive line were men. They were twenty four, twenty five years old in their seventh year. A couple of them. <laughs> that's a good point. And and you know we we've got good hard nosed players up front, but we didn't have twenty five year olds. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference. This team went 3-0 and over the weekend with Chatagnier going 250, 3 for 12, Kevin Graham going 2 for 11, and you had other people that it's a deep lineup, one yeah. through whatever, Well, I swing think, the bat. Gary, I think it's going to be a situation where somebody different every weekend is going to pick the team up and carry it on their back. Right. I mean, Because they can. Yeah, they can, and, and they have that luxury, and uh, – you know, the same guy's not going to do it every weekend, or two or three guys. I'm, I'm going to be interested to watch that pitching staff continue to go and mix and match and see how much deeper that bullpen is. I don't th- I don't know if they were on pitch counts or what, but considering the score and the way things went, you didn't see any of the starters go past five innings this weekend. That probably will stretch out a little bit if possible. I like Gaddis, who transferred from uh, Corpus Christi. They asked him about the crowd because it was announced at 11,000. The biggest crowd crowd was his game on Saturday. He said, yeah, I'm accustomed to playing in front of 500 people at Corpus Christi. There's that many out in right field. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it was a fun weekend. Well, and I think I'll tip my cap to uh, Mike and, and Carl Lafferty because this is the time to see who can do what. I mean, throw a bunch of arms. That's I mean, right. and why do you want to? It's cold. You won't. You don't want to risk Derek Diamond's arm over. Uh, uh, excuse me, Charleston Southern. Right. I mean, put him out there for a couple of innings and then jerk him. Put him over there and let him sit down. That's uh, there. Most of these guys are warm weather guys. They, they work up a lather, and that's when you'll see the starters start getting five, six, seven innings. Totally agree. Again, ccmoxford.com for homes, lots, land, condos. You're looking for it in Oxford. It's Cannon Cleary McGraw. All right, now it's the Rebel Injury Report. Our friends at Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine present this to you. What we got, Chuck? Ah, man, that poor basketball team. Oh. Good grief. <laughs> Deshaun Ruffin, out for the season, ACL. Robert Allen, out for the season, ACL. Jarkel Joyner, 
who missed a bunch of games with a bad back was missed this past weekend with the flu. Uh, hopefully he'll start practicing today. We'll ask Kermit at the bottom of the hour. Matthew Morrell had the flu this past weekend. He's also hoped he's practiced today. Ty Fagan uh, continues to battle an undisclosed injury. Um, we're going to ask Kermit about it at the bottom of the hour, but um, he scored 20 points, and he wasn't even 100%. And I think, Gordon, did you say Brooks was battling some flu symptoms, too? Yeah, he was too? battling some flu issues, too, yeah. Uh, crazy. That's crazy. And he, and he, I've he never seen well. it. I've never seen a basketball they team. They said Rodriguez was as well. Yeah. I've never seen a basketball team this decimated. Yeah. You know. And you know what? These guys give effort everywhere. They do. They and give good they effort. have been depleted. I mean, you think early on you would have won some more games if Ruffin would have been there without the hand. Now you got Jarkel Joyner. Ruffin kind of gets in his groove, beats LSU, and then boom. But you can't mm-hmm. fault effort. You cannot. No. They, they are doing everything possible no. with every second of basketball they got. Yeah. They just – some games are just not good enough. You know, and that happens in sports. Sure. It yeah. happens. All right, so there's your Rebel Injury Report with Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Still to go, we will talk with Coach Kermit Davis next. Plus, we'll get the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics and then the good, bad, and ugly from the big Delta Power Sports people over in Batesville and get our final thoughts before this program is done. Your Coach's Corner is coming up next. Ole Miss basketball got the win despite the illnesses, the injuries, and everything in Athens, GA, over the weekend. Coach Kermit Davis is on the other side with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Howdy toddy, gosh almighty. Hello folks, Sleepy Steve's here with Sleepy Steve's Wholesale Furniture and Mattresses. We're a large supplier of mattresses and furniture. Come see us for all your furniture needs. 1218 Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, 711B, West Park Avenue. Go Rebels, and remember, it ain't easy being sleepy. It ain't easy being sleepy. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. 
Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. Looking for a local insurance company that can find you the best competitive rates? Look no farther than Sharp Insurance Agency. They have multiple companies to tailor major policy for your individual needs. They carry Safeco and other major companies that are very competitive in auto, home, renters, and all commercial policy. If you want the best rates with a local rebel that has been in business for over 30 years on the historic Oscar Square, please call Andy or Dana at 662-513-3700. That's 662-513-3700. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Welcome back, my friends, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm telling tales of going to do some high school basketball over the weekend, places I've been, things like that. Gyms uh, like uh, our, our man, Coach Kermit Davis, has been in along the ways as a recruiter. We welcome you back to the show. Um, boy, I'm sure there are some stories you could tell and some things we could put in a book over places and, 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 and things that, that you've seen on a recruiting trail. It really is unbelievable. You know, Dad and I, will, I love to hear my father tell his stories, you know, back in the 60s and the, in the early 70s. And there's really no no rules. There was no calendars. He, he would just stay out, you know, just for 25, 30 days, you know, and assistants would do the scouting, you know. So sometimes they wouldn't even be there at the games because they're scouting the next opponent. So it was – it's changed quite a bit. And uh, Mississippi's had some, some really good ones. I remember I was an assistant at Idaho – we signed a kid named Ricardo Boyd from South Jones High School who just passed away from COVID. He was MVP mm. of our league at Idaho from East of Butchie, Mississippi. And I took Dad to see Ricardo, and we beat Delta State on him. And then uh, that was the only other scholarship offer he had. And then I said, hey, look, I want you to go see these two guards. It was the old Big Eight, and, uh, and it was Chris Jackson and Terrell Green. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. And Dad had never seen him play. And I said, Dad, you just got to go. You just you appreciate it too much. So we went and – and watched the, the I think it was the finals of the district or whatever. And one had about it was forty eight. One had forty nine. It was it was maybe the greatest high school game, two best guards I'd ever seen play. Well, I'm shocked you didn't sign one of them at Idaho, Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, they, they they may have taken me straight to the NCAA. I might have signed one of those cats. At Idaho, no kidding. Right? No kidding. Uh, Chris Jackson is good as I've ever seen. I can tell you that. With the with the uh, Tourette's ticks and all, you know, woo, he was so good. He was. Uh, I never get. He came to our camp. Uh, y'all know Owen Miller. You know Owen. Oh yeah. And Ole Miss. Owen's a great high school coach there in Gulfport, and his dad, and had really been a mentor of Chris. And I think Chris was in the sixth grade and came to our basketball camp. Um, and at, at, when I was at state, and and he was playing pickup games with our guys. He must weighed one hundred twenty five, one hundred thirty pounds. It was just phenomenal. You couldn't, you couldn't imagine it. Kind of what you saw, you know. And uh, but he did. He was, you know, going through his Tourette's and some of the obstacles that he overcame was just quite a story. 
I'm going to let Chuck get into the, the questions about Ole Miss, but one of my biggest memories in early stuff, Coach, uh, David Kellum had to go do a women's basketball game. He, at the time, was the public address announcer at, at Tad Smith. So they needed somebody to fill in. It was my first, maybe second year being involved. And so I fill in for Gerald Glass versus Chris Jackson. Oh, wow. Triple right overtime. game. I was there. Overtime, 103-101. By the time I got one guy's name out, the other one was scoring on the other end. And it was just an amazing, <laughs> amazing night. Uh, I heard. That was a, that's a cool story. Kermit, I heard stories that Chris Jackson could shoot all day and never miss a free throw. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I don't know. Uh, he was but he, I, I think probably maybe the best high school team I'd ever seen was Burt Jenkins' team at Gulfport. They were 40-0. and 0, Had a guy named Ray White. Yeah. Uh, Played for your dad. Yeah, the, yeah, the kid, big kid went to Michigan, and Coach Jenkins, this, this team was unbelievable. You know, and I think it could have been – maybe the very best team in high school basketball in the country. You know, they had all these great college players, and obviously Coach was such a good coach and demanded so much execution and, you know, out of them, accountability. So, yeah, that was, that was maybe the best high school team I've seen. Well, Coach, um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that's probably going to make you mad. With all the people you had out Saturday, I wouldn't have bet on you. <laughs> and then you, win, then you go down there and win by 17. Just amazing. Well, thank you, Chuck. I mean, you just give all the credit to your to your players, and we got a great group of coaches, and you know, and we we just try, we just tried to stay as positive as we can, no matter who was on the court. And I, I you know, we talked about it before, and I hate to sound, but just I've just never been through it where you just don't know who you're going to have day to day. And uh, you know, Jarkel played against South Carolina, and then I had I had then I hadn't seen him until this morning in South Carolina because he just, boy, that, that flu got him. They got him good. And then, you know, and then just one after another, guys started getting it. And we had about seven guys to practice. And and I didn't know if, you know, Nas and Luis, they were both game-time decisions. You know, that morning, Nas was kind of throwing up, you know, during warm-ups with the trash can close. And wow. I didn't know if he would or not. But, you know, those guys, they just played. And Austin Crowley and Jamin Brakefield and – Luis and I, all those guys, they, they they were terrific and uh, had some guys, James White, you know, came off the bench. So it was, yeah, I was proud of them. That was a good win for us. What I was, we were talking earlier, coach, and I was asking the question, and maybe you can elaborate on this. Do you think that these guys just knew they had to step up, so so they, you know, they they're not as dependent on when those other guys are in there. But now they didn't have any choice. Uh, did you feel like that that was what was happening out there? That that sure could have been a, a, a good part of it, Chuck. You know, and then they but they all prepared themselves really well. You know, Georgia's been a really good offensive team at home. You know, and they beat Alabama. I had a chance to beat Auburn and played a lot of teams competitive at home. Uh, they hadn't been a great defensive team, so we got in a good rhythm of offense and then moved the ball around. And uh, then in the second half, we guarded much better and held them to about 34, 35%. So yeah, it was good. I mean, it was just good to see those guys get an opportunity. And, you know, we talked about before the game that, you know, guys, I've seen four-minute segments in, in a, to a media timeout can change a kid's career or his season or uh, half a basketball or just getting 12 minutes can change his whole life because of what he did in the 10- or 12-minute period. And uh, I gave an example before the game of Brian Tyree. And uh, you may have heard I was just, you know, I was at middle and at the airport 
came to Ole Miss, and we were up by a substantial amount at the pavilion, and, and Brian wasn't even on the scout report. And the second half, they started him, and he went crazy. And I was just going, like, who in the world is this guy? And he just <laughs> he played. He dominated the game. The danger came back. We hung on and won. And, and he never he never lost a spot. He just, boom, he went from there. And so you just got to take advantage of every minute. And those guys did. I was proud of them. Coach, uh, looking at all these injuries, Ty Fagan was a guy that you said had an undisclosed injury, and I don't know if you can tell us what it is or not, but he really stepped up and seems like, uh, you know, he, if it was undisclosed, he uh, he played a good game. He did, G. You know, he didn't practice today. Uh, he's got, you know, patella tendonitis, and it's a pretty bad case, and you know, you, you, we really don't practice him too much. He just kind of happens to get the games. And it's one of those things that sometimes he feels good and sometimes he doesn't. And, uh, and I hate it because he's fought this about the last three weeks. And people have seen a, a change in him, you know. And then the other day, I'm sure being back at Georgia, but, you know, he did. He, he, just, he felt better. And I'm sure making some baskets made him feeling better. And so, uh, but they, they just they monitor day to day. And uh, hopefully he'll be available for us for, uh, for Auburn. Coach, you were telling that story about Tyree, and that makes me think, look, we've watched Brakefield. We can see that he has that that we saw against Georgia. Is that a player you're talking about? Now, he's had extended minutes, I know, but is that a guy who now might believe I can do that on the game-by-game basis? Well, we hope. I mean, because is a good shooter, and, uh, you know, and he's a great guy. He's a good guy, and we coach him hard. We're trying to, you know, he's got a casualness about him. He doesn't have a great toughness. We're trying to keep him in a stance and just. But the other day, you know, he uh, he scored it on the post, which was nice to see. He drove it, and obviously he made some 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 great kind of step in threes on some really good assists. Made a pick and pop in front of our bench late. So yeah, I mean, God, it just for, for your four man to kind of give you eighteen, nineteen, well, it just helps you separate the games, you know, at that spot. Coach, you brought up something there about uh, Jamin, and and I want to be delicate with this question because I don't want to question any kid's toughness or anything, but have you found yourself through the years having to coach a little different than when you started in terms of – it seems like kids don't respond as well to being coached hard anymore. Yeah, you know, you you do, Chuck, and especially with maybe the portal out there, you know, but – I still think that really, really good players want to be coached. They do. They want to be coached. And, and Jamin, you know, he, he knows what, what he needs to improve at. And that's one thing he's got to, to keep working at. And like I said, he, you know, he's been very willing. And so, you know, I, I just do think, I, yeah, there, there's times of change. No problem. No doubt about that. But, but I still think the really, really good players want to be held accountable and they want really good structure. And along those lines, you you mentioned the transfer portal, which is an opportunity if kids don't like where they are, just move on, which is kind of tough to develop players when you. But what about the NIL and your situation with NIL? Um, it, 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 does it change recruiting enough that relationships don't matter as much anymore, or is that still a key part of recruiting? Uh, I think it's always a part, but you can have a great great relationship. And just a larger NIL will just flip the kid. And so, you know, it comes up with, you know, and nearly all the conversations, you know, about just uh, the NIL possibilities at different schools. And, you know, we have videos that, that talk about, you know, the NIL possibilities, delicate, 
kind of, you know, between the coach and the player and the family and, you know, the things that you, you can and can't do. And so it's a fine line there that we watch very closely. But, uh, oh, it's just – it's absolutely a conversation and that and the portal that has changed college athletics and will change it forever. And I know people blame the NCAA, but it's really not the NCAA's fault. I mean, they just never could win a case in a court of law. You couldn't. And – uh you know, and I'm not saying they've made all the greatest decisions, but we we brought this, you know, Ed O'Banion uh, 20 years ago. We kind of all brought this on our own, and uh, you know, and it's just going to go rampant, and people are just going to even figure out more how to use it and the sophistication that's fixed to follow. I mean, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be Major League Baseball and the NBA and the NFL. Coach, next year's guys that you got, some of the guys that are on the present team now. Uh, you look at Robert Allen, Joyner, and Fakin. Are these guys that could come back and get another year? Yeah, you know, Robert Allen would have two years because of he would have a medical redshirt year and because he got hurt this year and a COVID year. Jarkel would have a year. Uh, Ty Fagan would have a year. You know, so, you know, so yeah, those those guys are, you know, can go those super COVID years and, and come back. And you see some guys around – college basketball some elect not to do it but the ones that that do it i mean it's unbelievable the success that they've had you know how they impact winning and you know because you think about it i mean jarkel did not picture this as his last year at Ole miss you know with his injuries and different guys out and you know so i mean deshaun ruffin's in my office today for 30 minutes before he went to rehab and he just you know he just his coach i just never felt like they're watching games on tv you know and so all these guys are going through some different things robert's working hard in rehab and uh we just hope that all those guys will get healthy florida has lost a couple excuse me auburn's lost a couple of games lately they lost to florida the other day it seems like they have player trouble with big centers which Ole miss has what do you think about the game wednesday night yeah you know we we've won two out of three times over there and I guess good teams that Bruce has had. And, uh, you know, the one the final four, we won, you know, we won at Auburn. And, uh, so, you know, I have a ton of respect for, for Auburn and Bruce and, you know, and that, you know, the crowds that they're generating at the, uh, uh, in the jungle, which is great. And you know, who else I commend too, gee, is, is Georgia's crowd. It was amazing on a Saturday and that team had won one conference game. It was a good crowd. I mean, just Georgia people showing up. And so I thought that was kind of a tribute to their, their players, you know, that, that the fans came. Uh, you know, not sold out, but it was a good number. Uh, but, you know, Kermit, not Kermit. great. They're still patting each other on the back about a national championship in football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they thought Kirby may show up. I didn't yeah. see okay. you, you got a good point there. I, I agree with that, Chuck. Uh, but, you know, they – I think that Nas played really well in the first half against Kessler. And, uh, you know, and, and we were up. We he missed a wide-open dunk to put us up 16. Wow. And they got it going. And, you know, what has happened to their team, they still it playing extremely hard in guarding. But Johnson, zero, and Green, one. They have, you know, and uh, they, they haven't shot the ball from the perimeter like they were when they were just popping, you know. And uh, all teams go through that. They just do. And so – you know, we've got to get back defensively. You got to, well, if you start having a lot of ball turnovers at Auburn and they start getting down that court and making those spectacular athletic plays, and it's hard, you know. So we got to get back and get them in the half court and uh, hopefully we get some, some cheap baskets like we did the other day. Do you expect Joyner and Murrell back? Yes, yes. They, they both practiced uh, today. 
Uh, like I said, Ty didn't, but he'll sure try to play if he if he can. Eric Vanderheiden uh, got sick, uh, so I don't think he'll travel with us. Uh, he caught it, and uh, so I think everybody else, you know, obviously besides Deshaun and Robert, you know, will be available to, to go on a trip and play. All right, Coach. Good luck over there, and thanks for being with us again. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. All right, so it's Auburn on Wednesday and then Texas A&M in Oxford on Saturday before we do this this chat again. I tell you, man, I, I, I told him, and I meant it. I wouldn't have given him a nickel's chance over at Athens. Well, you know, I, I, I got all these text messages prior, like, well, now this guy's out and that guy's out. Yeah. It, it, it is really the hits just keep on coming. and then It doesn't stop, does it? But it's like, I, I think it's right. They banded together. They said, well, we got to do this, you know, but, and, and they went and got a game. But, Those you know, you made, hard. Yeah. you made a great point last week, though, Gary, when you said you've seen good old Miss teams go to Georgia and lose to bad Georgia that's teams. That's right, right. <laughs> and that's the truth over there. There. It's yeah. it's it's tough on Ole Miss for some reason, and you know, and you see that in football. There's some venues that teams just don't play well in, and mm-hmm. and Georgia's always been one for it, us. It has been. Well, remember when Hugh Durham home last year? Remember they what they beat us at home last year. Georgia yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Hugh Durham was there. Of course, that was the golden age of SEC basketball. Wimp Sanderson. I and, tell people that all the time. You know, that's when I broke in, and you had Hugh, and you had Wimp, and you had Sonny Smith, and, and, and you Dale Brown, Ed and, Murphy here. Yeah, Dale Brown. I mean, this is some of the best quotes you could no, get. I, I remember after one game with LSU, uh, we beat them up here in Oxford, and. and you would try to ask Dale Brown a question, and he would start philosophizing uh, uh, about the Peloponnesian War and all this stuff. And you're going, what? Go saving a convict or something. Yeah. Yes. I was asking you about uh, your forward there, and you're telling me about how to flank the Romans. Right. You know? Even the Don DeVos and Norm Sloans at Florida were good. Oh, that yeah. whole time great. was just They're great. Joe B. Hall. Joe B. Hall. Absolutely. Yeah. Just passed away recently. Yeah. It was some fun times. But just, uh, you know, I, I did want to get Kermit like, kind of loose a little bit talking about former recruiting trips, yeah. right? High school stuff and to do that uh, because I'm sure there were some great ones and then it just led into. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. 
Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Hugh Durham. Which's Corner was brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929, and with 54 locations across six states. At Gateway Tire, we go the distance for you. I got so excited at the end, I didn't hear Rhino counting us down, and I didn't get that little mix in. You'd think by now I'd be able to pay attention, Chuck. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> we're, we're all on the spectrum, there's, there's no. That's why we've been in this kind of business. <laughs> Rain man spectrum. For, for so long. <laughs> Give us the red and blue chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics, would you? Yeah, man. Well, uh, most of this is about coaching. Uh Jerry Spring, Jeremy Springer was hired by Lane Kiffin. He stayed here for a cup of coffee, and then he, he left. He was a special teams coach and a cornerback coach. And, of course, uh, last week we announced that Chris Kiffin, Lane's brother, went decided to go back to the NFL. Uh, Ole Miss did add Michigan's director of recruiting in Ashon Larkins. He was hired by Ole Miss as a defensive analyst. Um, people in the know about recruiting think this is a big-time get for Ole Miss. He also coached defensive backs for Michigan in 2020, so I'm wondering if Lane may have that up his sleeve to take on uh, Jeremy Springer's place. I, I don't know that because Lane is – you're only going to hear about Lane's hires on Twitter. Right. Because he's not going to tell a soul anything. Ole Miss hired uh, Southern Cal tight end coach Seth Dogie. I guess that's Dogie? Doji? Yeah. Doji, yeah. Uh, as an offensive Good analyst. Coach. He was a key cog for Southern Cal's recruiting of Jackson Dart, who we have now, a former quarterback at Texas Tech that passed for over 4,000 yards in 2012. So I remember him. That's a, that's a good addition. So uh, that's all of that. Uh, coaching situations seems just as lively as the recruiting situation. Well, that that was the point I was going to get to. The, the coaching portal is just as open as the player <laughs> yeah, portal, yeah. you know? But, you know, here's the thing, okay? And, and, Fans complain when coaches leave, but they also complain when nobody else wants their coaches. <laughs> so, so, so you can't have it both ways. If Lane is hiring quality coaches, they're not going to stay here long. That's right. That's they're going to go. That's a good thing. You know, yeah, right. that's what I'm good. saying. And it, and it shows that he knows what he's doing when it comes to hiring coaches. I mean, it's the proof's in the pudding. All right, so uh, football-wise, player-wise, defensive end Kari Coleman out of TCU has submitted his paperwork to the transfer portal, and Ole Miss is trending. 
Marcus Haynes style of of uh, pass rusher. You know, 6'2", 225, very quick off the ball, explosive, had three years of eligibility and uh, certainly would be a nice compliment to Georgia Tech portal transfer Jared Ivey, who's now enrolled at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss has also extended an offer to Middle Tennessee State transfer freshman cornerback Quincy Riley. He was uh, all CUSA first team selection last year by the league's coaches, had six pass breaks up, uh, 4.5 tackles for loss, 1.5 sacks. So he's an explosive player coming off that cornerback position. Uh, and we can certainly use as many cornerbacks as we can get. For those that don't know, Kusa is Conference USA. Hopefully they know. Hopefully they know. <laughs> if you're in Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, Collierville, or the nearby area, go orthodontics. Now, Good, Bad, and Ugly, presented by Big Delta Power Sports. Well, it's kind of going to be brief, Gary. Uh, the baseball season got started off on a good note with a three-game sweep of Charleston Southern. And while the competition certainly wasn't up to SEC standards by any stretch of the imagination, the number five Rebels put on a good show for a large opening crowds despite chilly weather. The Reb offense appears to be everything it's cracked up to be, one of the best offenses in the country. And the pitching was solid for frigid temperatures. Coach Mike Bianco shuffled the lineup some, used a lot of different arms, and everyone seemed to perform satisfactorily. Uh, I think this team's got a chance to be really good. The men's hoop team went to play a bad Georgia team, but they went there down four key players, Morrell, Ruffin, Joyner, Allen. Still managed to beat the Bulldogs pretty handily with just eight players. It would have been a good time for the Rebels to pack it in the way things have been going, coming off a 50-footer to beat them at South Carolina. But they didn't, and that's the mark of a team that still has the want to, despite being snake bit some ways. The bad, I've never seen a basketball team with such devastating injuries. It's just a bad deal all the way around. But they keep plugging, and, uh, you know, that's all you can ask of them right now. The good news was we got from Kermit is some of them will be back. Yeah. Other others yeah. may not. Yeah. So so you just have to. It, it truly is a game time decision for who's going to be playing basketball for Kermit. That is just wild. Well, like he needed the flu, you know. Right. Oh my gosh. So the COVID now the flu. Yeah. Come on. And injuries. And the ACLs and the back injuries and everything else along the way. You know it's it's. Some fans make the valid point. Well, you can't use injuries as excuses because he should have made better evaluations with his younger players, his backups. But, you know, still, when you're missing that many players, it's not an excuse. It's a reason. It is a definite reason. <laughs> you know, There's no doubt that it's a reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, you recruit and to have 15 guys on a bench, but you don't expect to play – more than nine of those guys, significant minutes each well, and every year. Absolutely. And, and, and because of this transfer portal, you're never going to be real deep because kids that are That's pretty right. good are not going to stay here if they're not playing. So you're turning over your roster almost every year. So it's, it's, a, it's a different animal. All sports are getting that way. There's yeah. no doubt about it. All right, baseball is scheduled to play tomorrow, uh, as Chuck, I think, alluded to early. Uh, it'll be an early morning start uh, where they'll they'll let us know uh, if or, or what 
depending on the rain that's coming through uh, North Mississippi, that uh, baseball will be taking on Arkansas State. And then this weekend, Virginia Commonwealth comes in perennially. They're battling for an NCAA regional bid and almost has come up against them in a couple of those regionals throughout time. Chuck, Gordon, good job today. Thank you. Good yeah. to see all of you. And, and, again, we made it two weeks in a row now. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try we'll try we'll try for a third week rhino good job by you and we want to thank coach mike clement and kermit davis for being on the program until next monday so long